0: Pastor, I turn it over to you.
1: Okay, we're going into our second part. I'll call this one right here. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. And I promised him that I, I would serve him till I die. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm just giving those a chance. There's some who are making telephone calls. I know that I just uh, made one. Uh, Sister uh, Barbara has joined us um, today today. And if any of you others want to call somebody, uh, please feel free to do so. Um, Today, I'm, I'm pondering on a thought after sitting and viewing a video on the other night. And in that video, there was a lady who parents recognized her as Eunice Wayman. However, the world began to recognize her as being Nina Simone. And you could probably tell uh, our different ages by those who are familiar with her name. (laughs) Nina Simone was a lady who was trained by a white woman, a few white women on how to play her, her craft, which was piano. And she started off as a classical pianist. And as she matured uh, in life, she uh, was around during the time of Andrew Young and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and all of those types of people. And alongside with Aretha Franklin and Gladys Knight all at their beginnings of their career. And during that time, she felt this strong urge in her music to to encourage and to uh, 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 lift up uh, the Black community. That became her thing. And because of that, she lost a lot of respect uh, for those who had the finances to push her into her career and in studying her, you'll find out that she regret uh, the decision that she made. But one thing that I recognized in that movie, and follow me, I'm leaving you somewhere. The one thing that I recognized in that movie is she wrote one song and that song was called Strange Fruit.
2: Fruit.
1: Yeah. And yes, and that song, a strange fruit had literally nothing to do with the types of fruit that we eat today, had nothing to do with apples and oranges and bananas, but it had everything to do with man hanging from a tree. Man hanging from a tree. And the reason I'm talking about this because we are in the black movement and there's a lot of racism and prejudices going on right now. And my question is, How far is that into God's uh, purpose for the church? Because if you're not careful, like Pastor Mahone says, you can be led away from the leadership or from God himself because you're caught up in a movement that has been uh, matured and has been uh, made by man and man alone. Strange fruit. If you were to walk down the street and to envision with your own eyes the fruit in which she was talking about, you would experience something. There would be an emotional stress. There would be hatred stress. There would be mothers and fathers crying as if Jesus was still hanging on the cross. And it would indefinitely cause a separation amongst people. Now, let's take that same thought and let's put it back into where we are today. We, as African-Americans, know very much well what it feels like to be discriminated against. Nobody likes it. However, my question to you is, how has this thought of strange fruit been ushered into the church? Hmm, what you talking about, Pastor? Everybody at my church is the same color. Well, we're not going to deal with the color. We're going to deal with the sex of people. What we carry below our waist has now caused division, caused a strange fruit to be within the walls of the place we call church. We measure one another's ability. We measure the difference between man's ability and woman's ability. Yet we were designed for different principles due to this, this, this man-made ideas. We are causing strange fruit of separation in the church. Why? Because flesh desires viciously. Let me say that again. Flesh has grown to desire viciously to be the head and not the tail. God has granted us with that gift, but flesh as it pertains to separation of male and female in the church, has come from a vicious place. We viciously desire to be the head of the tail and we viciously desire to be above and not beneath. God's word gave us that as a gift and not to be taken or fought after or to cause separation amongst men and women in the church. Each sex is just as important. Just as the sheep, come on, just as the sheep lingers away from the flock to be devoured in that lonesome place. This is a desire of Satan for the church. He desires for us to be separated because when you're separated, he believes his power becomes stronger. He believes he can tear you down. That's why he tore Eve down by herself. Not with Adam right there. He waits till you are stand alone because he studied you from the time you've taken your first breath and his desire is to destroy you. Dominance is too strong sought after in the church. Dominance was given to man as a punishment. Man was placed over women as a punishment because you done did something wrong, I'm punishing you. However, the original plan was to walk hand in hand to do God's work and to do God's plan. Mm. One can't do nothing without the other. None of us could be here if one or the other was not there. That's the original plan. So now it's like making a decision. What plan are you going to live in? You want to live in the punishment or you want to live in the origination of what God was trying to do for for the, the, the universe? Pushing the other down so that the other can look like they're on top is wrong. Stepping in God's shoes to cause separation within the church is wrong God is calling us today to alleviate the rude behavior, the crude behavior God is wants us to stop thinking about whether the woman should do this or the man should do that God's desire is for us to do it together
2: mm.
1: the question came across to me is God both? Is he, how do you say that word? Androjumus? Is that how you say that word? Androjumus. That's how you say it. People <laughs> want to know what is God. Okay. Let's go to Genesis, the first chapter and the 21st, 27th verse. We're going we're to try to understand why they have that question. Androgynous. I think that's how you say it. Androgynous. That's it. Genesis, the first chapter and the 27th verse says this. So God created man in his own image. Okay. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Okay. If you examine this verse carefully, you will see that it does not say that God is androgynous. I can always mess that word up. It doesn't say that he's that. On the contrary, the writer makes an important two-sided distinction by means of the promise he chooses to employ, okay? The first of these pronouns is singular. It depends on how the writer was writing. The first of this pronouns is singular. In the image of God, he made him, okay? Then the second plural is male and female. He made them. And this is the scripture that you will hear many people who want, who desires the separation of man and woman. Because they want to say that Jesus, that God is both. Hmm. Others interpret God as neither male nor female, but the Catholic Church, book 239, defends this statement and says that God is called father, while his love for man always will depict as motherhood. God is too much to just be male. God is too much to just be female. He's not male nor female. He is God. And this is why in his word, he says there's neither male nor female. God don't have time to play this little minute game with this human mind that we have that wants to desire to cause separation. Don't put me in a category because I'm God and I don't fit. God's desire was for man and woman to work together. Okay? Okay. What are we supposed to be doing? Well, we're supposed to be doing his work. We're supposed to be completing his processes. We're supposed to be sharing his blessings. Okay. God closed that thought to, of people that were thinking he was either a man or he was a female, that we all of that stuff. He closed it when he said, For this reason, a man will leave his mother and father and be united at, to his wife. Why be united to your wife? So that these two can work together. So that we can get things done. Man, you need this lady to make a baby. Lady, you need this man to do this. We're both important in the eyesight of God. There's no one bigger than the other. There's no one better than the other. We need each other to be somebody. (laughs) So in the church now, we've become this strange fruit we've become not working together we see that we've become a church that executes one another oh such and such gets to sing a solo and i can't such the pastor is doing it this way and i'd rather do it that way we're bringing execution in the church we're killing the church Just like in the hanging process, the jugular vein is closed up because we're so stuck on ourselves. Those people that walked by and saw people hanging from that tree, they were uncomfortable. The church has become uncomfortable due to the separation. There's women that want to speak up and won't open their mouths because they know that the man in the church don't want to hear them. We've got to come out of that. Then you have women all stuck up, all stiffed up, their girdles are too tight because they know the man feels like that. So now I don't want to listen to you. Close it up. A strange fruit. Now let's go to our word, Matthew's, the 27th chapter and the
2: 55th verse.
1: The goal that God desires for today is to let the church know that we are one church and the idea of fighting one another and tearing each other down because we want to make a law of what can and can't be done needs to stop. Denomination separation needs to stop, cultural separation needs to stop. What's hanging below our waist has to stop. There's more than men going to church. Women go to church, too. There's more than men paying tithes. Women pay tithes, too. Matthew 27 and 55. I heard one lady say, you could call me to teach study school, but you, you can't allow me to teach that. You'll take my money, but you'll allow me to teach that." fighting each other, that's just what the devil wants. It's time that we change the way we think and understand that we both need each other. God loves men and God loves women. Hello. And we should love each other. Matthew 27, 55. Many women were also there looking on from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee and had provided for him, 56. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jesus and Joseph and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. (laughs)
0: Let's
1: stop right there. Many people understand this. Jesus did choose 12 disciples. And when they read, Golly, when they read, somehow they skip over the parts that the women were there. And not only were the women there, the women were also providing for God. Hmm. Let's say that again. When Jesus was out doing his thing, the 12 disciples were there. But the Bible distinctly makes it clear that the women were also there. Why were the women there? Because they had a job to do. They were helping Jesus. They were helping men. Whatever needed to be done, they were fulfilling or filling in the gaps, which means both were just important. The disciples were important and the women were important. So why is it we cancel out one another? Obviously, the men needed some help. Jesus needed some help and God created the women and allowed the women to be there to provide and to help. They were working together as one unit. Women, you are important. Men, you are important. Women, you are needed in the church. Men, you are needed in the church. Men, you know Jesus. Women, you know Jesus. Man, you talk about Jesus. Woman, you can talk about Jesus. We're all just important to this to, to this, this, building the church, building eternity, making room for people to go into heaven. We're all just as important. Why are we ashamed and women? Why are you closing your mouth? Because you know that you're not being accepted. If God called you, then you do it. Men, how come you're not secure enough in where you are? Women were put here to complete you. Both are just as important. Hmm. Mark 15, 40 through 41. I came to encourage you today because I've been watching and I've been hearing. One woman said, you know what? I know God wants me to speak, but where I came from, they won't allow it. When did God in today's dime get up every morning and put on tennis shoes and and jeans and go to the bathroom? When did they become, when did people become the many gods around here? God don't need no help. Mark 15 says this, there were also women looking on from the distance. These women were looking on and the men were there. Okay. Among them was Mary Magdalene. I'm reading it again, and Mary, the mother of James the younger and the, Joseph and Salome. They used to follow him and provided for him when he was in Galilee. And there were many other women who had come up with them from Jerusalem. Guess what? The women were there again. Men doing their work, women doing their work. Both working together, for building God's kingdom. John 20 and 1 early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark. Who was there? What did the Bible say? Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. Does that mean that men had no, were, were out of, were just in a horrible place? No. Scripture needed to be fulfilled. So the men weren't there, but God sent women to help. The women were there. Both places was just as important. Jesus needed to go show himself to somebody. His plan to send women to somebody would send the women to the men. Again, working hand in hand. But when you hear it preached, there's either one standing on one side and one standing on the other Both sides of the totem pole needed to be fulfilled. Each side had a role. In this particular situation, Jesus did not have the men there at the tomb. If he wanted them to come there, then they probably would have came. Who did he allow to come? He allowed the women to come. And he allowed the women to do what? To go talk to the men. And he allowed the men to be there, to be there to answer. He allowed the men to be there to to expose the Holy Spirit. Each place is just as important. So who are we to say that you can't do this and you can't do this or I do this better than you and you can't do that. And you, I can take your money, but I can't take your mission. Get out of here with all that. The Bible says there's no male nor female. He says sons and daughters will prophesy in the last days. If somebody told you we're not in our last days, they're lying to you. We're closer to the last days than we are from the beginning. Amen? John, read John.
0: Somebody
1: have John 1 and 38? Anybody have that?
0: John, one, one second. One and 38 reads. Uh, 36. When um, turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said rabbi, which means teacher, where are you saying?
1: Where are you staying? Come. You right where now?
0: are you staying?
1: Who's asking? We already know the apostles were there. We already know that they were men. Who was there? Come on, you Bible scholars. You know, I'm going to leave that to be your weekly lesson. You didn't find out who was speaking right there. I'm gonna read for you. We're gonna walk on that on Thursday. John 20, 17 says, Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the father. They wanted to hug Jesus. Women, but go to my brothers and say to them, I want you to go talk to the men. I am ascending to my father and your father and to my God and your God. 18, Mary Magdalene, female, went and announced to the disciples, male, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Female, both places are just as important. What am I saying to you today? The enemy has tricked the church way too long. They believe the ideas of the world. The world said a woman can't be president. God says she can. And what does this do? This causes a fight amongst people. And we have ushered that same idea into the church. We all are important. When God looks at you, he sees all of us as being precious. He sees all of us as having a job in the church. He sees all of us as being rich if he wanted us to to be. He sees all of us as being blessed. God loves all of us. and the egotistical discrimination that we don't want to admit that we have in this season has got to go. If you want the world to stop being discriminated against, the church got to get it together first. The church has to get it together first. These church gangs, in the church has got to stop. These church cliques have got to stop. Oh, if you're not church of God in Christ, or if oh, if you're not apostolic, or if you're not part of the PAW, and if your eyes ain't slanting, if your nose ain't big enough, you can't hang, get out of here with all that. Every last one of them, if your feet sweat in your shoes, they gonna stink. All of us go to the bathroom. All of us. If you cut us, our blood is red. And all of us was created by God and has was seen as being that which is good. God loves us all. He even makes himself available to the sinner. How come we can't?
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: Can we change the way we think on today? Can we change the way we do things? Can we be, can we lead out in the church supposed to be the one leading out? Can we lead out in this thing and stop joining in with all the separation, especially inside the church? If the church can't get it together, then who can You got people, he said, hmm, you have people on the outside looking in at the church and seeing us uh, separated. That's why the gangs would rather be with gang members because they say they really love us. They really got our back. People should see that the church has your back. Stop judging them, separating ourselves and thinking we're better. And men, man, change your way of thinking receive the women the women were sent here to help you and women give them a chance stop fighting them stop listening to the world all they think they do they make more money it's okay they do but God has called us to be submissive if we be submissive maybe their job will come if we're willing to work with them maybe they'll be willing to work with us back But they're doing this. Well, we've all done stuff. The Bible says we all have sinned, but we have to change the pendulum. We have to fix that. And the only way to fix that is to change the way that we think, change the way that we do things and understand that there's order in working together. God sent one Moses to leave. It became a mess when all of the slaves wanted to, everybody wanted to leave. I want T-bone steak today. I don't want no manna. I want lobster. Just send me on back to Egypt. Confusion. Somebody has to lead and somebody has to follow, but I don't make no one better than the other. That only says we're putting ourselves together so that the mission can be completed. Amen? Amen. It's back into your hands, assistant
0: pastor. Amen, I praise God for your message this morning. And it's, it's amazing how you bring that up. And I had just been into a discussion on this week with a young lady that was saying that women can't be and should not be pastors and it's a thought that's not only in the men's mind, Saints, but it's in the women's mind. Amen. That women can't do what God has called a man to do, is what the way she put it. And I went through the Bible and I discussed how who was there when he, you know, went to the cross, and they didn't want to hear that. A woman can't do what a man is called to do. And until that mentality is changed, it's not only in men, like I say, but it's in the women's minds too, Saints, that we have got to change the thinking that it's not a man in a woman's world, but we're doing this thing for God's sake. And until we start looking stop looking at it as a gender thing it's going to continue to go like it's going and until you change the thinking and but then you're asked how do you change the thinking by just doing what god has called you to do and that will speak for itself when people stop looking at you as man and woman in christ but as a child of God, we're not going to change our thinking. And it's how we approach the question. You can't make nobody do anything, but you, your action can cause them to look at you differently as not a weak person, as not a dominant person, but as a person of in Christ. And this is why this is how people have got to look at us. As being the man or that woman that's doing what God has called us to do and not at as the Pastor said, what's below the waist. So I thank God for that this morning, saying, because it gives us an insight on what we're really up against. And it is the devil trying to separate, trying to stop people from doing what God has called them to do because of their gender. And we can't allow that to continue to separate us from doing what God has called us to do. You do what God has called you to do. And God will continue to open up doors that were once closed to both males and females. But God can do anything if we allow him. And there has to be someone to knock that door down and God is calling great women to step forward and to be strong and show his might in them, not their might, but his might in them. And I thank God for that.
1: Can somebody turn Mm -hmm. your Bibles and I'm gonna shut up. Turn to Romans 16 verses one and two and read it loud with conviction.
0: Romans
2: 16.
1: Mm-hmm. verses one and verses two, and let the Lord speak.
2: I command to you, our sister Phoebe, Fumble, Fumbi, huh? Phoebe, 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 a Phoebe, a servant of the church at at century sent at century that you may welcome her in the lord in a way worthy of the saints and help her in whatever she may need from you for she has been a partner of many and Of myself as well. Pastor Mahone. Read it again.
0: I commend. To you. Our sister. Phoebe. A servant of the church. In. Centria. I ask you to. Receive her. In the Lord. In a way worthy. Of the saints. And to give her any help. She may need from you, for she has been a great help to many people, including me.
1: Amen. Carla, do you have that scripture?
0: I didn't get the scripture. What which what
2: Romans you mean?
1: Mm-hmm. I'll read it. 16 and one. version. I'm going to get all the different versions. It says, I commend you, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in century. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you. For she has been a benefactor of many people, including me. Carla, have you found it? Yes, uh huh. What does yours say?
2: Um, I commend to you our sister Phoebe who is a deacon in the church in Centria. Welcome her in the Lord as one who is worthy of honor among God's people. Help her in whatever she needs for she has been helpful to many and especially to me.
1: Hello, if Paul, remember from Saul to Paul, if Paul as great as he was, was humble enough to recognize the strength of his manlyhood, to ask the people and gave her title that you ought to respect her because not only has she helped many people, Paul says, she's even helped me. My God. It's time to close the separated door. It's too much and it's wrong. Both places, both species, both people have originated parts that make the whole. And God's original plan was for us to be one whole piece to do his work. Overseer, I'm waiting to hear from you, sir, and then we'll close up.
2: Uh, we know that in God there is no male or female, there's no Jew or Gentile. So if you are in Christ, everybody is the same.
0: Amen. Amen. Pastor, if you. If you would have read down a little further, it even goes on to explain what you're saying. Go ahead, sir. Verse, Verse three, it says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ, Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Wow. <laughs> We're
1: going to stop right there. No, we'll stop Amen. right there. Can we give God praise for making his word clear? (laughs) Lord Jesus, amen. At this point, I'm gonna open it up for comments, questions, anything you may need, and then we'll close out. Um, Sister Barbara's on the phone. She's welcomed in as well. Is there any comments or questions?
2: Yes. Love doesn't cause separation. Amen. Love does not cause separation.
0: Amen.
1: Amen. Anybody
2: else?